It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Sharks to center. Pass on the left. Gadjevic to drive. Glove save made down low by Koskinen. Swept it off to his left. Good forecheck. Now it's thrown to the slot. Score! Shemeljevski stole that puck in the corner and center to Noah Gregor. And the Beaumont Alberta native bangs it in. It's 1-0 San Jose. In our latest offseason check-in, we chat with Noah Greger, who had his most productive year yet at the NHL level in his most games ever played at the NHL level as he took to the ice for the Sharks 63 times over the course of the season. Greger scored eight goals and registered 15 assists and is ready to take the next big step in his career. I spoke with him on Sunday the 22nd of May while he was in Finland competing in the IIHF World Championships for Team Canada. All right, we are now joined on the Sharks Audio Network by Noah Greger, who is in Finland representing Canada at the World Championships. Noah, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Uh, not much. Just hanging out here. I'm uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, it's been fun seeing you get this opportunity and uh, being able to represent Canada. Um, what's what's that like for you, just on a on a personal level, when you get to have that opportunity to represent your nation? I mean, so much of you know a, a player's career is dominated by playing, you know, representing a club. That when the the country comes calling, I much I, I imagine there's a lot of pride involved, right? Yeah, it's uh. It's a huge honor. I've only been able to to play for Canada one other time at at the under 18s. So uh, when I got the call, I was I was I was thrilled. I was I was honored, and you know, obviously, I'd still love to be playing playing hockey for the Sharks right now in the playoffs. But uh, this is a pretty good consolation prize to be able to come over to a great country that I've never been to before and, and represent uh, Canada. Have you uh, seen many of your teammates around? Like, I don't know how separated you guys are over there. I mean, obviously, you're going out and playing at the same rinks, but um, the proximity of, like, hotels that everybody's staying at, how how is that set up? Yeah, so there's the two divisions or the two pools. Uh, one's in Helsinki, so we're in Helsinki, and then the other's in uh, Tampere. I don't really know the, the name of the city, how to pronounce it. So uh, the states are in the other city, so I haven't been able to see uh, Magna or Bordelow much, but I've met up with Timos and... Uh, uh Blitzfeld is here as well so I've seen nice. uh, I've seen a few guys I've seen a few guys nice good deal man good deal well you know obviously you had a, a very nice year with the Sharks man and in one season you had more games I believe you'd played 58 prior to this year at the NHL level and this year you skated in 63 um goal scoring totals were up you came on strong at the end of the year uh your assists were definitely up um you know everybody seemed to come to the consensus that you really took those strides this year. Like what, what to you was the big difference this year than what you played with previously? Was it simply consistency? Yeah, I think consistency was a big part of it. I think, uh, you know, getting, getting, just getting more games and helps a lot too. I mean, with the COVID year, we didn't, uh, didn't play too many games and it's hard to adjust to the pro level when you're not getting in those reps. I mean, it takes guys, uh, it takes guys time to get used to the NHL. And I think this year I took, uh, took some big steps, especially in the last, 
you know, 20, 25 games that I thought I played really strong and, and was uh, a good player for. So I'm, I'm hoping to build off that in the, in the offseason and carry it into next year. Yeah, in terms of your offseason plans, because you didn't get much of a break from the regular season ending to going over to Finland, when the Worlds are over, do you take a couple weeks off and then get into the offseason program, or do you have you really not thought that far ahead yet? Uh, I haven't thought too much. I'm sure I'll take take some time off. Uh, I got to go back to San Jose and and take care of some things first, and then I'll be driving back home to uh, to Edmonton, and that's where I'll spend my summer and. Uh, I'm sure I'll get back to, uh, to skating and, and training, uh, sometime in, in June, I expect, uh, but we got a, I got a great setup with trainers and there's a lot of, a lot of pro hockey players around Edmonton. So it's yeah. uh, it's a good skating group. Is there anything in particular that you look at after the season? Do you take inventory? Do you say, I need to work on this aspect or, you know, this part of my game, or do you just look at everything and just say, you know, I need to improve across the board and, you know, do, you know, do as much as I can to get in his best shape to put myself, set myself up for success in the next season? Or is it not, you know, is it never that simple to just kind of, you know, pinpoint things? Yeah. I mean, you're always trying to to stay in the best shape as you can. That's kind of never been uh, an issue for myself. I've always been in, in good shape. I think this, this off scene, it's kind of more, uh, you know, just fine tuning some things. I'd like to become a, a better finisher. I had a ton of chances this year. So that's one thing I, I'm looking to work on is just uh, being able to to finish better and, and, and score more goals. I think I, I have the ability to do it, but uh, mm-hmm. something I can work on for sure. You did finish better at the end of the year though. I mean, cause I remember we had talked um, right after the win in Washington, me, you and Mario, and yeah. you had talked about being frustrated. It was nice to bury one. And then it seemed like you were still a little bit inconsistent. But then the last month of the season, it seemed like if you were getting your chances that you were burying it. Was that just, is it again, just the games getting the more and more experience? Cause it did seem like suddenly like, Oh, Noah Gregor's finding the, the net with much more consistency. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think I, I did finish. I finished a lot stronger now. I, I was happy with that. And I think, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in practice working, working on uh, my shot with Ricci and, and Nabokov just working on some some shooting drills with the goalies and and really trying to just score and practice first and then uh, you know see the puck go in the net that way and then uh, you know translated a little bit in the in the later part of the season so that's something I want to work on in the summer. You know Jamie Baker um, who's in Edmonton now he used to always tell me that nothing was more overlooked than the importance of practice at the NHL level just because people say oh it's the games or they think of practice is not that important. And I just your opinions on that, just to, you know, if practice can allow you even during the season to improve your game that much more. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you can improve a, a ton in practice. I mean, in the NHL, you you don't get a ton of uh, practice days. So you got to make the most of it when you're out there. And you know, we have guys on our team that, uh, you know, have amazing work ethics and guys like Bernsey and, and Patty Marlowe and Thornton, those guys that, you know, I came into the league watching their practice habits and they're, they're second to none. And that's why they're the best players uh, or were the best players in the league for a long time. So you can learn a lot from them. And uh, that's what I've tried to do. Yeah. Towards the end of the year, the the line of you and Balsers and, and Thomas Bordalo was pretty fun to watch. Um, you know, when you get Bordalo coming right out of college, um, what were you expecting in terms of trying to generate, you know, chemistry with him and figure out what he wanted to do? Because it seemed like, he really allowed you and Rudy to kind of explode off of the wings. It was a really interesting d- dynamic. 
yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't really know Bordelow's game at all because he's uh, you know a college guy. They don't get to come into training camp. They just have have development camps, and he's a, a few years younger than me. So I didn't really uh, have much uh, idea of what his game was like. Just that he's a skilled player, and you know, right from the first practice, you could you could see that he's uh, highly skilled. And then he stepped right in and in his first game with uh, myself and Rudy, who are uh, have some similarities in our game. We're pretty pretty north south, good skaters and uh you know Bordo was able to to create and find us and uh we we played pretty well together it was yeah. fun no it was fun to watch man like that like that's the thing is like when you can see a line like having fun out there it seemed like there was just like a, a genuine like natural chemistry t- for you guys is that I mean do you hope that that's something that can be recreated next year or do you think like at, you know like it's it's one moment in time and you don't know how things are going to be shuffled about a year later are you thinking like hey there was something there we should try and build upon it yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's that's up to the coaching staff. Uh, but if they, uh, you know, I think if most guys were watching watching what we uh, what we were watching, that uh, you know, we had some good chemistry and, and we created a lot. And uh, we all had a pretty strong finish of us three. And uh, I think it would, it would be smart to, to maybe try us out again in, in training camp and see how that works. If it, mm-hmm. if it flows like it did to the end of the season, you can run with it. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. So uh, we'll see how that goes. How frustrating was it for you and the the team this year to have so many games where you guys were doing everything right defensively, the PK was working, the goalies were standing on their heads, but you guys just couldn't generate the offense, whether it was on the power play, whether it was five on five, and you guys were having all these games that were by one goal or that you would lose in overtime, or it was a one goal game and then an empty netter would be added on. I think there was a point in when you guys had lost uh, eight in a row, I think where I think three of them had been by one goal and six of them had been by um, with a, an empty netter or overtime added yeah. on. Like it was just, it was ridiculous. I mean, I'm not saying that to be derogatory, but I mean, it was like, you guys couldn't buy a break. Like it was just, if the bounce was going to happen, it was not going to bounce in your favor. Yeah. I mean, I know the stretch you're talking about and it's, it's frustrating because you see that number of losses in a row, but, when you're in the games, it, it feels like we're in every single game. And we had the ability to to win. It just it didn't seem like uh, it was happening for us. And I think uh, you know producing goals is something, and producing offense is something we've got to look at uh, in the off season and maybe make a couple changes on how we can can do that. Because I think we have the guys and the ability to do that. We have uh, some really highly skilled players that can that can put the puck in the net. And I think uh, you know our defensive zone, our goaltending was really strong all year. And uh, our PK as well was, you know, at the top of the league the, the whole season. So that's uh, definitely some things to be proud about, but uh, some things to work on as well. Yeah, I know that, um, you know, for, for you guys, disappointed with where you guys finished and not making the playoffs and stuff. But like, when you do talk to people who are a little bit more, they've got greater proximity to the situation, like from a distance, I would imagine it's easy to look at the sharks and not really think much, but when you are up close and seeing it every day, it's like, it felt like you guys weren't that far off. Is that kind of the feeling that everybody had at the end of the year? Like that it was, you know, like, Hey, we, we did a lot of good this year. Even if the record didn't reflect that let's pick up where we left off when the year was, was over. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I think we can be a playoff team. I think everyone in that room and, and organizations believes that uh, we have the group to to be a playoff team. And uh, I think that's going to be the goal next year is, is playoffs and uh, building off of 
the good that we had this year and then, and then just trying to improve on and tweaking some things that uh, we think we can get better at. Yeah. In terms of working with Bob Bugner, he's obviously never one to blow smoke. <laughs> he is very, very blunt. Is that ever difficult for you or do you like having a coach who's not going to try and, you know, play some men- mental game? He's just going to tell it exactly how it is. No, it's, it's really good. Uh, Boogie's been great since uh, he took over and uh you 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 want a coach that's going to be honest and and tell you where you're at and i think he does a a really good job of that and you know where you stand with him and and the coaching staff so uh that's been it's been good yeah he feels to me like very much the players coach like he hasn't forgotten at all what it was like when you know when he was a player because he's i mean obviously it's been a little while for him but i feel like he more so than a lot of coaches tries to keep that in mind when he's when he's talking about things yeah, I think so. He he understands the game really well. He played he played a lot of games and a lot of time in the NHL, and uh, he's great in the room as well. Just uh, with communicating with players and and joking around, he's uh, he's a funny guy. He's got some great one liners every now and then. So uh, he's good. I think uh, he gets along with uh, with the guys really well. How is it for you in terms of trying to talk to like when you said when you came up when you were you know seeing a a Jumbo or or a Patrick Marlowe or even now with Brent Burns around and Logan Couture, like, do you try to go up and do, do you ask them questions or do you not want to try and be like over the top and, you know, be the guy that's like, Hey, now that you have a free moment, let me pick your brain for 30 minutes. Cause I'm sure that's not what everybody wants to hear, but do you, do you occasionally ask these guys questions or do you watch what they're doing in practice? Like, how does that, how does that work from being a guy like yourself? Who's trying to, you know, establish themselves as more and more of that, you know, regular point contributor versus guys who have been able to do it. And, you know, Brent Burns is 37 years old, but you know, he's, nobody's playing more minutes than him. You know, like he's, he's obviously figured something out. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely uh, been starting to to ask more questions now that I've, you know, with my third year, third year pro and third year with the Sharks. So I think maybe more when I was, uh, you know, kind of in and out of the lineup, not playing as much up and down from the minors. I, I wasn't picking the brain as much, but uh, now I've got a great relationship with uh, the veteran guys and you can sit down and, and have a nice conversation. And you, there's so much you can learn from guys mm-hmm. like that, that have, that have been around and have played a ton of hockey and are great players as well. So uh, I think more so now I've got uh, great relationships with those guys and can, can talk about anything I got going on. I also imagine like when you're young, when you're first coming up a couple of years ago, like it's probably also intimidating a, a little bit to try and go up to an all-star and be like, Hey man, I've got a question for you. Cause like, you know, like you just, it, it seems like it's relatively daunting, even for you who had proven yourself of being able to play at the NHL level. It's like, you know, you're, you're probably thinking to yourself like, who am I to ask this question? Right. Yeah. You kind of got to get over the, uh, a little bit of that starstruck, uh, you know, younger guy coming in. You just got to get over that. And I, and they're so good at, uh, you know, bringing you in and, and treating you just like, just like any other teammate, and uh, you know, you get com- you get comfortable with them more really quick. Right on. No, I know you got stuff to do, man, and uh, I know sleep is calling, so I will let you go. But I appreciate your time as always, man. It was great watching you this year. Hope to see you a lot more next year. All right, man. Awesome. Thank you very much. Again, that was Noah Gregor joining us from Finland. Keep it tuned to the Sharks Audio Network as we continue to check in with various members of the Sharks over the course of the offseason. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off.